Independent thought, independent life. This is Chad Benson. If you're the Republicans, a couple places you can go with this. You can look at this as you sit here and hope that you win, and you probably will win the House. You lost the Senate. You can take a deep breath and step back and go, all right, it's Monday morning quarterback this. I think we know what the issue is. The question is, how do we deal with it? That's the question. What's our messaging? Who are we? What do we stand for? Let's figure this out because this ain't working. It's obvious. Here's what happened to us. Election day, our voters didn't show up. We didn't get enough voters. It's a complete disappointment. I think we've got it. We've got we got to re- reflect now. What didn't happen? I think we didn't have enough of a positive message. We said everything about how bad the Biden agenda was. They, it's bad. The Democrats are radical. But we have to have a plan of what we stand for. Herschel Walker is running. He's going to say he's going to reduce gas prices. He's going to figure out how to reduce food prices. He's going to make sure crime comes down. He's going to make sure we get a secure border. Uh, energy independence. So we have to run on things that we believe in and don't attack Republicans that put out a plan that say, hey, th- we'll at least have a conversation about these things. Uh, Rick Scott right there, flirting, talking about what the plan should be. I don't know if Herschel's going to say that. Saw last week that the the plan for Herschel that might win him the Senate seat, which is still important, even though you've lost it, because it would give you a 50 50. There's a lot of things that couldn't happen at that moment in time. Uh, where 51-49 will give you the opportunity to get away from things that they may want to do and they won't need you know, to beg somebody like Manchin or Kirsten Cinema. So how do you do that? Three things Lieutenant Governor of Georgia said. First call you make is to Trump, said don't bother coming here. Second call is to Governor Kemp and say please come help me. Third call is to Ron DeSantis, we'll send you a plane. How many times can you come down here? You got a chance now. You got one month to do a test run. You got one month to do a test run on how you might see some things play out. And again, it's with a candidate that's not so great. Let's be real. You got one month to be positive. You got one month to put out a message of this is what I'm going to do in Washington. Again, you got a candidate that's not so super strong. Let's not pretend. It's time to rebuild. It's time to figure out who and what you are. I'm going to use a lot of soccer analogies in the coming weeks because the World Cup kicks off on Sunday. We'll talk a bit about that a little bit later. Just how in God's name did they say, hey, it's okay if if Qatar gets to hold the World Cup. But several years ago, Germany, arguably the greatest international team of all time, they struggled. Didn't make it to a major tournament for like the first time ever to make it through anything. And they said, you know what? We need to tear everything down and find out exactly what we're about again and rebuild. The Republicans are in that position. Go back and look at the polls, which are tough to look at. And that's also something else that came to light over this past week is certain things matter in certain areas. This last midterm that's still oddly enough going on, it was very regional. It was very, very regional. Some places that worried about abortion, that was a big issue. Other places that didn't worry about abortion, it was what we thought it was. Some places 
Yeah. The, the electability of candidates, regardless of what was going on, was a big issue. In other places, it kind of played out the way that a lot of people thought it would with immigration and crime. and so, It was very regional. But you have to ask yourself, how do you expand the tent? How do you make the tent bigger? How do you get a bigger audience? What is it you need to do to get a bigger audience? Because this ain't it. People realize that. This election denying isn't going to make it happen. Now, we know in the next 24 to 48 hours, Trump's probably going to announce. He's going to be president of the United States, at least run again. But if you're the Republicans, that's something you want? Honestly. I have gotten, you know, six, a year ago, because we don't talk a lot about Trump. Look, I, lot of, I liked a lot of Trump's policies. I didn't like the man. I didn't. And I, I said over and over again, somebody like Trump is like that hot guy or girl, right? Eh, eventually, no matter how hot you are, eh, I, I can't do it anymore. There, there, there is a sell-by date with the shenanigans and, and the chaos. Have we gotten to that point? Well, Republicans got to ask themselves this question because going into the next several months and the next year and a half, you better figure out what your message is going to be and who's going to be that leader. He went after Ron DeSantis. He went after, you know, Glenn Youngkin. He's gone after just about as many people as he possibly can who feels he's been wronged. But you have to ask yourself, is winning the election the most important thing? Because if it is, taking some of his ideas and messaging in a package that's palpable for the American people that we could take, that's a win. But I don't think this is the guy that's going to deliver that message. Donald Trump has convinced a percentage of our party um, that the election in 2020 was stolen. I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. But what I think has happened is, and what you saw in these elections were two things. One, there were a lot of Republicans who did not vote for those election deniers because if they had, they would have won. Um, secondly, and independents almost certainly. And that's my next it. point. And uh, independents are sending a very clear message to the Republican Party. If you're going to go for the Trump style stuff in terms of the rhetoric, in terms of the conduct, um, those kind of things, and certainly the election deny, we're not going to vote for you. This is the first time that a party that's held the White House has won independence in 20 years. And the message for that is Trump is dragging the party down. Yeah, Chris Christie right there. That's absolutely a real thing. It is. You've got to ask yourself the question. And a lot of people, yeah, you know, you know, here's the thing. Many of you listening out there who a year ago may have pushed back hardcore, I'm never listening to you again, blah, blah, blah. You know what I've gotten over the last several weeks? So I don't know, man. I think you might be right about whether or not there's electability in some of these people to last Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, even over the weekend. Uh, it's time to move on. And I'll tell you this. The guy that I live across, so I have where I live, I joke, it's the Valley of the Dirt people. Da, da, da. You know, I live right between smack dab between Phoenix uh, and Tucson. Very much Trump country right now. Across the street from me, Cary Lake flags. And I don't mean flags and uh, American flags and Trump flags. Next to him, same thing. And across directly from the front of the house is somebody with like a 30-foot flagpole, giant American flag, giant Trump flag. Took the Trump flags down, Trump flags. People were pissed. I was talking to them. They're angry. They're upset. 
because what this became wasn't so much about Republicans winning in elections. It was about Trump getting revenge on people he thought didn't support him enough, didn't do him enough. And as somebody said to me the other day, oh, you just don't understand. Mitch McConnell failed. How much money did Trump spend on these races? He's got, what, $150, $190 million? Just curious. Did you spend a ton of money on backing some of these people? Or are you going to blame it all on, on Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy? Republicans, you better wake up and decide where are you and what do we believe? Are we for lower taxes? Are we for protecting the border? Are we for a strong show of strength around the world? Being a leader in all things. Are we about capitalism and the free market? Are we about moving forward and building a country that is strong, that other countries can look to in both a time of peace, yes, and a time of war? Is that what we're about? Because if it is, that needs to be the messaging. Or is it only about what happened two years ago? Because that didn't work. 57% of voters said they wanted to vote Democrat in swing states. I mean, Republican in swing states. So 57%, overwhelming majority, want to vote Republican. And 70 plus percent of them said, yeah, I still want to vote for this candidate. Messaging or messenger? 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. A lot of stuff to get to today. We're going to try to squeeze it all in. Dave Chappelle controversy when it comes to Saturday Night Live. He came out and he did what Dave Chappelle does. And he's got people talking on Monday. Hence the reason why he's a goat. Some people think he went too far. Other people said, ah, he's a comedian. Just get over it. He does observational stuff. He's poking fun at stuff. You know what? It's enough is enough kind of thing. We'll talk about that. Plus, horrible football picks this week. I did not do well. And I'm pissed at yesterday because of the uh, home team BS that goes on when it comes to my football watching. Because I watched the most exciting game of the day, only to have it snatched away from me. So I had to watch crap, which I refused to do. Talk about that. A lot of other stuff as well. Raycon, best earbuds around. Picture this, right? Holidays are here. Thanksgiving's next week, right? You get yourself ready and you're like, man, do I really want to be out there with the Karens caring? And yes, the kids screaming. I do not. Why not get your family the best of the things they want? With Raycon wireless earbuds, headphones, speakers, and so much more. Comfortable fits, amazing, almost like they're built for you, plus 54 hours of battery life up to that, half the price of other audio brands that are out there, and incredible to say the least. Your mom, your dad, yourself, your coworker, yourself. You see where I'm going with this. So here's what Raycon's doing. First of all, buy now, pay later options. That's pretty awesome. Secondly, when you go to buyraycon.com slash Chad, use that code EARLYBF. You're going to get 20% off site-wide. Oh, but they've got bundles. Use EARLYBF there, and you're going to save 30% right there. If your kids love games, they've got the amazing gaming headphones. My, my stepdaughter has her gaming headphones. She wears them all the time. She loves them. Raycons, they're amazing. She's had other ones that are super expensive and amazing that are not even close to these. You will love it, and you're going to save big. Go to buyraycon.com slash Chad. Yours code, early BF, 
to save up to 20 or 30%, depending on which way you want to go, on bundles and packages. That's buyraycon.com slash Chad. Right now, use code EARLYBF. Chad Benson Show. Me too. Hashtag immigration reform. Hashtag help. I'm trapped in a hashtag factory and I can't get out. The Chad Benson Show. Our White House producer Molly Nagel was inside for this summit and she shouted a question as American journalists always do. She asked President Biden if he would raise human rights in this meeting with President Xi. And as she was asking that question, a member of the Chinese delegation pulled her backpack, nearly pulling her down. A White House staffer had to intervene. Yeah. I mean, how about that? What the hell is that all about? your hands off our people keep your hands off our people biden and g shaking hands today uh in bali for the g20 I, man i'd have i'd have i'd have pitched a fit i don't know about you I'm like, i don't know who the hell you think you are you better take your hands off my backpack because based on the action that you just did you didn't like the question because, well, the question makes you uncomfortable because of your record. The world expects, I believe, China and the United States to play key roles in addressing global challenges from climate uh, changes to food insecurity and to, for us to be able to work together. Watching him shake hands, uh, you know, Biden's got his veneers and, and you know, Xi looks like I this guy. Who's this guy? this guy who's this old character next to me this guy's got nothing going on remember china's not our friend there's a perfect thing that trump did when he really went after china they're not our friend they don't want to be our friend they want to use us for as much as they can steal and grab and from then on they don't care their goal isn't to to be this this other superpower. There's a balance of some things, but realistically, not like evil. No, they want pure dominance, and they're going to push, and they're going to push, and they're going to push. That's exactly what they're going to do. As the leaders of uh, our two nations, we share responsibility, in my view, to show that China and the United States can manage our differences prevent competition from becoming anything ever near conflict? No. Not going to do any of that stuff. They're not. They're going to push. They're going to prod. They're going to do everything to find the weakness because the goal for them is pure domination. It comes at this time of heightened tension between these two world superpowers, especially over the issue of Taiwan and Nancy Pelosi's visit there this summer. China's refusal also uh, to condemn Russia's invasion of Ukraine. President Biden telling Xi that the U.S. stands ready to work with China if that is indeed what China wants. Yeah, yeah. They're going to do whatever it is that they want to do, and that's it. You can pretend about, ah, oh, we're going to do this, or we're going to do that. Here's the reality of it. They don't care. They're going to shake your hand, tell you we're going to do all this stuff, then they're going to do the exact opposite, period. Speaking of Russia. It's the most symbolic defeat the Russians have had. 
partly because Kherson was the only regional capital the Russians held since February, but also because Kherson was like the, it's the gateway Kherson. of Crimea. Mm. And this was a massive and long military campaign, a grinding campaign where the Ukrainians took territory a few weeks ago after, I think, quite significant losses. Yeah. Significant to say the least, they were treated like liberators, like you could not believe. Signing autographs, hugs, kisses. It was it was amazing. And the question is going to start to be asked now. OK, what goes on from here? We had news overnight that the Ukrainians are claiming they've taken another village. It's only a village, but up in the eastern Donbass, in the northern half of the eastern Donbass. So there are signs that Ukraine is pushing on, that Ukraine has confidence now. And look, it's clear that U.S. officials, officials in other allied nations of Ukraine are at least dropping the idea a bit more of negotiations at some point with the Russians, maybe. Yeah. Well, I I don't think they have a choice. I mean, I think at some point somebody's got to go, look, dude, you're going to have to give, you know, all that you want, you're not going to get. Now, you're going to get more than you had, but you ain't getting everything you want because the world's not going to fund you forever. And it's obviously... What you've done has been tremendous. You've sent a message. The world sent a message. But at some point, you got to go, all right, as much as I want everything, I ain't getting everything. So what can we live with and try to keep them shut down next door? It's a question that Zelensky is going to have to ask himself. 323-538-2423. It's the Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. It's your fault, not your fault, it's your fault, not your fault, not your fault. That's kind of what the Republicans are doing now. It's kind of funny to watch. No, it's your fault. No, it's your fault. No, it's no, it's your fault. No, it's your fault. It's Mitch McConnell's fault. And there's a lot of Republicans that are terrified out there. They're terrified. They do not want to say anything that may upset the apple cart when it comes to Trump. Because the fear is Trump will destroy you, but can he save you and build you? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I think that ship has sailed. Maybe I'm wrong. We're going to find out next 24, 48 hours. He's probably going to announce a run. Why is that? Some people say, ah, you know, because he knows he's going to get, you know, indicted or whatever. Look, the Democrats love him. The media loves him. He's great for them. They got nothing going on. He said, once I leave, you guys are screwed. He was right. But at the end of the day, to stay relevant, you got to win. I said a year ago, this will be the biggest test for Trump, not the primaries. Winning a primary is not the same thing as winning an general. To win a general, what do you need? You need to expand the tent. You need to be able to get disenfranchised voters on the other side. You need to be able to get the independents, which nobody on the right got, minus a few in a few places. But it was not all that. And I saw people go, well, he won 200 and some of the elections he backed. Winning elections you're supposed to win. 
because you're either running against somebody who you're going to beat by 30 points. You're running against, you're running unimposed in some areas. It's not the same. It was about flipping seats. It was about taking back seats that you lost because of special elections. It was about maintaining seats that you had won because of special elections. It was not about the people you already knew who was going to win. And there was only about a dozen or so, 15, that he got behind, and he swung and missed. He swung and missed. So if you are the Republicans, you got to ask yourself, how do we want to be seen? What's our party about? If this is the result of these elections, but the Republican Party still has sort of the same leadership at RNC, Ronna McDaniel, Kevin McCarthy of House Republicans, Mitch McConnell of Senate Republicans, and of course, Donald Trump. If there's no change there, do you think that's a problem for Republicans going forward? First, we're not a cult. We're not like, okay. there's one person who leads our party. If we have a sitting president, she or he will be the leader of our party. But we should be a party of ideas and principles. And that's what should lead us. Yeah, yeah, Bill Cassidy, but that's not what leads you. You have one part of the party that leads. And the rest of it either ignores and doesn't want any part of it and stays away or they're terrified of it. Even some of Trump's staunchest allies who are really starting to question a lot of things about his leadership, because at the end of the day, it's about Trump. Trump doesn't care. If everybody else lost, he'll blame it on everybody else. I always knew Dr. Oz was horrible, blah, 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 blah. You know, I mean, I always knew those are the things he's going to come out and say. What is it about? What are you about? You ask yourself that question over and over. What are we about? Are our principles. Lower taxes, capitalism, free market. Upholding the Constitution, immigration, strong defense. Energy independence. Or is it about what happened in 2020? Try this today, but not really. Look in your rearview mirror. Only focus on your rearview mirror. Talk about all the things that happened in your rearview mirror while you're looking at it, and then drive forward and see how that plays out. Just saying. What we've been lacking, perhaps, is that fulsome discussion followed up with the policy initiatives that will define who we are. Important for us to explain to the American voter why Republicans have a better vision for the future of our country. We should have a set of principles and ideas and legislative accomplishments that is our lodestar, if you will. You know, elections are about winning. And so if folks want to look at these election results and decide that's where you want us to continue to be, then then we're not going to do well. Yep. Bill Cassidy, Republican, Louisiana, 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Love hearing from every single one of you. Dave Chappelle over the weekend had some fun, a little bit with the midterms. There's no doubt about that. Now the midterms are over. And it's crazy climate. And I got to tell you, uh, I feel like this midterm, like all of humanity depends on it. And it's an ominous sign. The most ominous sign of midterms, I believe, would be Herschel Walker, who I, I don't want to speak badly of because he's black. <laughs> but I have to admit, he's, um, he's observably stupid. Yeah. Again, he's got an issue. There's no doubt Herschel Walker has an issue. He continues to go on. And I'm watching the news now. They're declaring the end of the Trump era. Now, okay, I can see how in New York you might believe this is the end of his era. 
I'm, I'm just being honest with you. I live in Ohio. A lot of you don't understand why Trump was so popular, but I, I get it. And the reason he's loved is because people in Ohio have never seen somebody like him. He's what I call an honest liar. He's an honest liar. That first debate. I've never seen a white male billionaire. This whole system is rigged, he said. And across the stage was a white woman, Hillary Clinton. No, it's not. And the moderator said, well, Mr. Trump, if in fact the system is rigged, what would be your evidence? He said, I know the system is rigged because I use it. I said, God damn. Yeah. Again, Chappelle hitting it out there. And this is the part I love when he hammers this part about Trump taxes the whole nine yards. I get why we fell in love with somebody who came out and said, hey, this is what it's really all about. Right. Somebody said last week when he was having fun. With politics. And then Hillary Clinton tried to punch him in the taxes. She said, this man doesn't pay his taxes. He shot right back. That makes me smart. <laughs> and then he said, if you want me to pay my taxes, then change the tax code. But I know you won't because your friends and your donors enjoy the same tax breaks that I do. And with that, my friends, a star was born. Exactly. Exactly. 100% observational. 100%. He came out and told the truth. Pulled back the curtains of a lot of the stuff that, that he gets away with. And all of those things. But somewhere along the line, that stuff started to change. But that right there was a perfect example of why people fell in love with Trump originally. But like everything else, it could burn out fast. And he did. And he did. And it continues. Why you got all them documents at his house? What is this? This guy that's famous for not reading his press briefings. Now all of a sudden he got 10,000 documents in his house and we'll catch him on and read it. I've been fired from jobs many times in my life. And, and I will be very honest with you. Sometimes I was fired. I, I stole things from the office. <laughs> Staplers, computer mouses, all kinds of stuff. But you know what I never stole from work? Work. <laughs> Truth. Truth. Man, better, t- better take this work. Why? So nobody else could do it? Ah, so I could study it at home? Oh, that's kind of bizarre. Exactly. Then Chappelle did what? Well, Chappelle waded into the controversy. So making fun of Trump and a lot of that wackiness. You're fine with that, right? There's areas you're not supposed to go into when it comes to comedy anymore because, quote unquote, cancel. Luckily for somebody like Chappelle, he's big enough. People understand he is a comic. This is what he do. This isn't what you would see. You know, Kanye doing his stuff or Kyrie Irving. This is a guy who makes a life on observation and understands how to deliver something in such a way. Doesn't matter. He knew this was coming. He braced everybody for it, though. A brief statement that I prepared. (laughs) I denounce anti-Semitism in all its forms. And I stand with my friends in the Jewish community. And that, Kanye... Is how you buy yourself some time. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, so true. Some of the other truths. Early in my career, I learned that there are two words in the English language that you should never say together in sequence. And those words are the and juice. (laughs) I've never heard someone do good after they said that. (laughs) 
He had broken the show business rules. If, if they're black, then it's a gang. If they're Italian, it's a mob. But if they're Jewish, it's a coincidence, and he should never speak about it. <laughs> I don't think Kanye is crazy at all. I think he's possibly not well. Well, I've been to Hollywood. This was just what I saw. It's a lot of juice. But that didn't mean anything. You know what I mean? There's a lot of black people in Ferguson, Missouri. That didn't even run the place. So what does he get today? Uh, Mox Kanye and Kyrie while being anti-Semitic. Let's see, CNN. Uh, uh, oh, NPR. Dave Chappelle's monologue disappoints in Saturday Night Live. Anti-Semitic. Uh, you know, just goes after it. You had some others who just talked about, hey, it was funny. Uh, and he's got no apologies. That, that's him. Because comedy is one of those things where when you hit it hard and you do it right. And you point out certain things. Not only can it be entertaining, first and foremost, which what it should always be is entertaining. But secondly, it makes you think. It keeps the people in the hierarchy a little bit on their toes. And it also brings other people in who maybe aren't so with it in the world of politics to pay attention to some things. But comics will tell you, you draw a line, right? And every once in a while, you put that foot, toe. Sometimes people just jump over the line to see exactly where that line is. In today's world, that line's being drawn by other people. And they get to tell you where the line is, but you don't get to know. And that's the frustration I think a lot of comics have and a lot of people have in today's world of political correctness and cancel culture, whatever you want to call it. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. Is your Twitter tweet at us, text the program. Holidays not too far away. Fall is here. Why not enjoy it with some steaks? We barbecued this weekend. It was delicious. That's right. Omaha Steaks has made it amazing. Right? So you look outside, flavor of fall. Mouth-watering storm at perfectly aged steaks, ultra juicy burgers, easy prepare comfort meals that are ready in a flash. And I love it. Semi-annual sale going on right now. Promo code Benson. This is what I want you to do. 50% off site-wide by shopping their friends and family sale. So use code Benson at checkout. You're going to get an additional $30 off on top of that. It's incredible. So we had burgers this weekend. Amazing. On Saturday night, it was just awesome. Awesome. And, and, and I'll say this. I love to barbecue. And it's so amazing when you barbecue. Or you never even get a burger. And you barbecue it. And, or you cook it up. And then when it's, it starts out of size. And then when you're done, you're like, oh. That's not, I should have cooked two of these. For, not with these. This is where you, I don't need two of them. They're amazing. All right? The leader in gourmet steaks is Omaha Steaks for over a century. And I mean, no one comes close to matching the flavor, the tenderness. It's awesome. Omaha Steaks, natural age for the ultimate tenderness, juiciness, and flavor. So you're going to get all of your flavors in the fall flavors, if you will, right now and save big. That's what I want you to do. Go to omahasteaks.com, stock up today with friends and family discount of 50% off site wide. And this just isn't steak. It's the best steak of your life, guaranteed. And don't forget, score an extra $30 off your order when you use Benson at checkout. So you're getting 50 bucks off and 30 bucks on top of that. Minimum order may be required. OmahaSteaks.com, promo code Benson at checkout. OmahaSteaks.com, promo code Benson. Chad Benson Show. Give me a bowl of chili with 
The Chad Benson Show, where independent a la carte thinkers have a seat at the table and a voice in the dialogue. I'll have what she's having. This is Chad Benson. I am queen of the most powerful nation in the world! People return to Wakanda in big numbers. The Black Panther sequel, Wakanda Forever, earned an estimated $180 million bucks in North America in its debut. The second best opening weekend of the year behind another Marvel movie, the Doctor Strange sequel, which opened to $187 million in May. Wakanda Forever set a record for the biggest November opening of all time, beating the second Hunger Games film. The first Black Panther opened to $202 million in 2018. Yeah, uh, massive, to say uh, the least. Huge, 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 huge money. In fact, I'll give you guys a snapshot of how big it was and the difference between Marvel and DC. Worldwide, after one weekend, 350 million, dollars, 330 to 50, depending on when the receipts come in today. Black Adam, $355 million after 24 days. It just shows you how much better Marvel is at making movies than DC. Even The Rock couldn't save that dumpster fire. <laughs> Wasn't an awful movie? Eh. But, you know, you just watch the two and I keep going, man. DC, they, it's it's like watching like when they'll have a movie that's big and then Sci-Fi Channel will redo it, right? It's like Transformers. He's like, Transbots. It's like, it's, yeah, it's just totally such a different feel when you watch Marvel movies. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. I did not do well in my picks. I didn't do well. Uh, I won five. Lost seven. There's still that tie. So I'm 90-57 in one. One game tonight. The Eagles taking on the Commanders. Phil, is that in D.C. or is that in Philly? I think it's at home. All right. So I I chose the Eagles. Kind of hard to go against the Eagles at this moment in time. But you never know. This weekend was wild. The Bears lost. I thought they would win. Partly because I thought, well, it's the Lions, right? Here's the thing about the Lions. The most exciting team in football is the Detroit Lions. They're going to score 30, 40, 50 points. But there's a really good chance they're going to give up 50, 60, 70 points. They're fun. They are. The game of the day, period case closed, was the Bills and the Vikings. Now, I chose the Bills. Minute and a half left. Fourth and 18. Kirk Cousins dropped back. He throws a 25-yard pass to Jefferson. Jefferson leaps in the air, grabs the hand, grabs the ball one-hand style, while the other guy, the defensive back, has it with both his hands. They crash to the ground. He snatches it. It's his. Boom. They drive down. Four shots to get in the end zone. Nothing. Half foot. Half foot line. Half foot. Josh Allen takes the snap. Fumbles the ball in the end zone. Minnesota takes the lead. That's why you play till the end. 38 seconds, they drive down. Game-tying field goal. Off we head into overtime. In overtime, 
I don't know what happened because my damn channel switched to the local game, which was the Arizona crappy Cardinals taking on the Los Angeles Rams with neither star quarterback play. I was not happy about that. I just want to let you guys know that. Not happy at the end of the day. Apparently, field goal wins it. Another interception by the Minnesota Vikings. Got it done. Still very flustrating, to say the least. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter, your Instagram, Chad Benson Show. Uh, Facebook page. You want to check that out as well. It is the Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Republicans, you're still licking your wounds, Republicans. Meanwhile, across the ocean in Bali, enjoying not the sun that you would think or the fun times, the fun shine, as I like to call it, is our dear president talking to the dear leader Xi at the G20. We were candid and clear with one another across the board. And I do not think there's any imminent attempt on the part of China to invade Taiwan. Really? Really? You don't think there's any imminent? No, no. It's, I, what, what are you doing? Like that, that's, that's amazing. It's funny because if Trump would have said that, I spoke to the guy, he said he's not going to do it. People are like, oh my God, he's just feeding you a load of crap. A load of hooey. A load of hooey. Are you going to really buy this? I mean, all the things that are going on, we're having to expand our war games. Everybody's uncomfortable. The reason is simple. What? You're over there trying to to, to save some face while you let Nancy go over there. Why did you tell her no? Because that's not how it works in our country. It's not how it works. By the way, we've had tons of politicians that have gone there over the years. And some that continue to go there. And you don't care. But when it became about Nancy and the closer you guys got to doing something, it became an issue. And you're like, I spoke to the guy, I looked him in the eyes. He said, everything's going to be fine. We're going to be we're going to be good. I made it clear that we want to see cross straight issues peacefully resolved. And uh, and so it never has to come to that. Yeah. Yeah. This is what you've got for the next two years, potentially longer. I mean, he feels like, hey, uh, we're sitting in a great place right now. You guys didn't win the Senate, and you're going to win the House probably barely. Oddly enough, California and New York are probably going to hand you the, 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 the House. Isn't that weird? Well, yeah, why? Because you had crazy people and extremists, which you find out. In some places, they're, they're gerrymandered in there, and there's not a lot you can do. But in other places where it could be a little bit more competitive, it became something very competitive. And then it became a victory. There's a chance that the the Democrats are going to end up losing the House based on some Californians and some New Yorkers who've decided that this insanity that they see within their own party is not something they want. So they said, we're going to go over to the Republicans and give them a shot. The strong rejection of election deniers at every level from those seeking to lead our states and those seeking to serve in Congress and also those seeking to oversee the election. 
That was true. But you know what's been interesting? Outside of Cary Lake and what's going on here, and let's be real, Arizona kind of opened itself up to this wackiness with the way that they started off last Tuesday. You haven't heard some of these election deniers come out and say anything crazy? You haven't? Doug Mastriano, who got absolutely boat raced. Boat raced. This was the guy who may have been a bigger election denier than even Trump came out and said, no. No, you know what? I lost. It's over. It's over. I lost. Nothing else I could say about it. Uh, Josh Shapiro, she knew governor. I wish him well. Let's pray for him that he leads well kind of thing. That's it. No denial. None of that stuff. Republicans have to ask themselves today going forward. Who are you? What are you going to be about? Because you're going to be about the Joe Biden. Oh, shucks, Uncle Joe. No, you're not. But Republicans and independents are yearning for somebody who's going to have a voice that brings people to that tent. The MAGA tent got to a certain size and it never got any bigger. It overflowed for a while, but then a lot of people are like, eh, this isn't what I'm about. Because it stopped being about the people and it started being about one person who will probably announce in the next 24, 48, 72 hours. But you have to ask yourself, what are you going to be? What are you going to be? Well, we're going to find out what that looks like. Because in the coming weeks, especially if the Republicans do eventually squeak this thing out and have the House, that battle's going to begin. Kevin McCarthy, who thought he was a shoe-in a month ago, thought he was a shoe-in eight days ago. Now he's looking around going, uh-oh. Steve Scalise and all these Andy Biggs I just heard, all these other people are throwing their hats in the ring and they're going to challenge. And it's going to be ugly. But you have to ask yourself, which way are you guys going? Am I going, are we going in this direction? Or are we going to go in this direction? Are we going to be all that is Trump and we're just going to cede the party to Trump and let him do whatever he does, which the Democrats would love? They're aching for this. It's great for the media. And it's great for them because you're not going to get any independence and you're not going to get the quote unquote rhinos or the true conservatives, the your will type of conservatives, right? You're not going to get them. You're not going to get them. That's what the Democrats want. Understand this. We have very vast differences. The Republicans do not support science, so they dis- disregard what we're saying about climate. They don't re- support governance, so they don't want to honor uh, what science tells us in terms of the planet, in terms of, of uh, uh, health care and the rest. So we have some very big differences. There's the, the main event of it all is the presidential. As important as our races are, if, if we were in Las Vegas, we're the lounge act. There, the presidential is the main event, and this will be uh, a, a very di- important election, very dispositive so, of the direction our country will go in. Nancy Pelosi, first of all, let's settle down with the science. I think we realized uh, everybody uses science now as a political tool. That's it. All right. You can't tell me what a woman is. And you tell me that put this mask on, this thing's totally going to work and this vaccine's going to be all these things and blah, blah. And yet you knew along the way, this mask isn't going to work. 
You knew along the way that staying home was going to do damage to children. And when it comes to climate change, I'm a big proponent of getting us off this nasty energy. And that must mean at some point in time, we're going to have to become more energy independent while we move to a better position with us and renewable fuels. That being said, there is nowhere on the planet. When you go and look at the 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 International Panel for Climate Change, the IPCC, whatever it is, there's nothing in there that is a doomsday prediction. You use it as a tool. And I'm sorry, that's a bunch of BS. You know it and I know it. And the other thing is, already putting Trump into the race. That's what they want. Several reasons. One, And, and I'm just going to tell you guys this. Here's pulling back the curtains. A dominant Democrat party with zero fears of losing is a weakened politician on the Democrat side. You're not raising money, which is what they love to do. You're not worrying about anything, which is what they love to get you to worry about. They crave the competition because competition brings division. Division brings in money and gives them chances of pushing power. They don't want to lose that. They need each other in that sense. Plus, the ones who do understand exactly what we're about understand that one dominant party is not what our founding fathers wanted at all. Because why would I give money to somebody, you know, if you're somebody who donates money? I've never donated to or would I ever donate to a politician? If you're never going to spend that money and you don't really need to, why would I give you some? I don't know if Nancy Pelosi even ran an ad in her race. Oh. Yeah, I don't know why either. No. Well, if you don't have to, then then what's the deal? Why would I give you a dollar? You need that. You do. So... There's a lot that goes into it, but they're trying to put Trump on the ballot. That's what they really want, because they don't want to see Ron DeSantis. They don't want to see Larry Hoagland, Glenn Young. And they want to see none of those people who will come out and make coaching arguments and help organize the party that's disorganized right now. That's the last thing they want. That is the last thing they want. But Trump is chaos. He's great for business. Trump's great for business for himself. Trump is also in a position where they know he's fractured the party, so they figure it'll be an easy win again. And that's where you wake up and you're doing your Monday morning quarterback and you're the strategist for the Republican Party. You ask yourself, we need to have an actual path of where we're going. Because a house divided will eventually fall. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show which your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Love hearing from every single one of you. Coming up a little what's trending. Rough Greens, R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Get a free bag of Rough Greens right now. Dr. Dennis Black put this together. It's amazing. Vitamins, minerals, probiotics. Omega-369, a supplement that goes on top of your dog's food. You change nothing. You just let it do its thing. They will eat it up. You sprinkle it on top of there. Imagine give a little seasoned salt on top of it. Bam, baby. It's D to the lish. At least that's what they tell me. 
It'll help with your dogs if they struggle with aches and pains. Maybe they got digestive problems. Maybe they have problems with their fur, low energy. Whatever it is, you watch what happens and the change that comes with it. It is awesome. Right now, they're going to send you a bag as a jumpstart bag. You try it for free. Cover the cost of shipping. It's yours. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Chad Benson Show. States? Uh, no. Deep doo-doo? Yeah. The Chad Benson Show. Now it's time to find out what's trending. What's trending? Einstein, James Dean, Davey Crockett, Peter Pan, Elvis Presley, Disneyland, Princess Grace, Katie Grace, Trouble in the Suez. Norway, Oman, Pakistan, Qatar, Russia, Suriname. Leonette, Grass, Nap, Lenny, Bush, and Lester Banks, Birthday Party, Cheesecake, Jelly Bean, Boom. What's trending? Let's find out, baby dolls. What's trending? You know what I'm saying? Uh, I was just watching uh, Xi and and Biden walk up to that those long tables. You know, the big G20 meeting, and all, everybody's got mask on, but those two. Xi would doesn't want to wear a mask because obviously it, it shows weakness. Biden probably should wear a mask because, well, I mean, you know, he's an old, he's an elderly gentleman, right? We're really that worried about stuff. Let's start over with the uh, trending stuff right now in the world of Twitter. Monday Motivation, Monday Thoughts, Pence. Trending's got that book coming out. It's got some, uh, I'll play you some cuts a little bit later, you know, on how he kind of feels about stuff. It's very interesting. John Aniston. John Aniston has passed away. He's in the... Uh, you know, Jennifer Aniston's father, but he was on Days of Our Life for, I think, 900 years. Oh, that sucks. Praying for UVA. There was a shooting at UVA today. Three students are dead. Some others injured. They're looking for a person of interest. Happened overnight. Ronaldo, the soccer star, uh, said a bunch of bad things about Manchester United and then stormed out, I guess, and the reason is he didn't want to be there anymore. He wants to go somewhere else, so he's trying to, as we would do here, force a trade. But he's trying to do it in a different way. And this is right before the World Cup, which is also trending right now. Lots of that. Jing Xiaoping trending. Uh, Biden trending. Head on over to the magical world of Google. Uh, Yellowstone last night. Season 5 debut. I've not watched that. You know what I just watched? The English it was awesome. I think it's on uh, Amazon starring, uh, well, it's got a bunch of different people in it, but it's got, uh, God, uh, John Krakowski's wife. I always forget her name. Uh, the British Emily Blunt. God, it's amazing. It's awesome. It's a Western. Dallas Cowboys trending as well. Seahawks, 49ers, Steelers, all trending after yesterday's debacle. It was a debacle. Josh Allen's definitely trending. What happened? How did you fumble that ball? And that incredible catch is trending. If you've not seen it, check it out. It is amazing. The catch for the victory uh, that really, I think, just, just you know, I, I watch these games and I think to myself, you go back and you look at like, oh, oh, greats from the past. Yeah, look, they did they have the technology, the know-how, the understanding that our athletes of today do? Absolutely not. When I played in the late 80s, early 90s, since over Europe, slugging it out in the lower divisions, 
we had none of the things that these these kids nowadays know everything and then some. And the same thing goes across all of our athletics. They are so far more advanced from nutrition. We were joking the other day about, uh, well, you know, about about this guy. Maybe thousand. Okay, this guy. I play ball. What's your name? Babe Ruth. <laughs> the Babe Ruth glove sold for over one and a half million dollars at the Louisville Slugger Museum auction, shattering the record paid for a baseball glove, which was manufactured by Spalding for Ruth's use from 1927 to 1933. The glove was donated by the Babe to St. Louis Browns third baseman Jimmy Austin. Austin's niece said the glove was in a box for the last 30 years. Hunt Auctions authenticated the glove using a possible photo match and identical tobacco staining. A Lou Gehrig glove sold for over three hundred and eighty thousand dollars in 1999 yeah so babe ruth that glove sold for that's insane right we were reading the other joking around like what are athletes eat now you know look at somebody like tom brady and uh uh jack's mom sent me a thing the other day side-by-side picture of his draft year and him now and you know the caption underneath is money will buy you beauty uh, meaning the way he looks everything he does is scientifically backed. It is all the stuff. These guys never had it. We were joking about uh, what Babe Ruth... Babe Ruth's like, yeah, I'd start with a couple eggs, like a dozen, and then I'd eat a steak, and then right before the game, i have two steaks and maybe several cups of coffee and, and smoke a couple cigarettes, and you're just like, oh, my God. <laughs> Nowadays, it is what? Even when I played, man, I'd come in at halftime. We would get tea in a lot of games, and everybody be smoking cigarettes. It was so weird. So weird. But when you watch these guys, man, they're just, it's crazy how amazing they are. And a catch like that yesterday would have been considered the greatest catch of all time. And it will be until next week when somebody else does something just as freakish. But a lot of work goes into that. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Love hearing from all of you. Play some of that Mike Pence stuff. Very interesting. A lot of stuff still to get to. Chad Benson Show. Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. If you and I woke up today, we had $900 million, we'd be like, this is amazing. If we had $16 billion and we woke up, we had $900 million, we're like, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> That's what's happened. If you guys have not been following the crypto nightmare, and it is a nightmare, to say the least. It is. Crypto was always one of those things, right? It was the hipsters. It was the cool people. It was all of that stuff. You know, now, man, it's about blockchain. It's all of these kind of things. But crypto, as I have said all along, while interesting, is a fool's gold thing. You can't really get serious about it until something emerges from it that is truly the dominant force. 
And you have got now the Lehman Brothers of crypto, Alameda Research and FTX. If you guys haven't been following this, imagine this. This is the guy that everybody thought was it, right? This is the guy that was going to change everything. He bought ads in the Super Bowl. He was the Democrats' number two donor. He smooshed Washington. And now... Apparently, he's in the Bahamas with a couple other of the top execs from FTX, which he just resigned, and Alameda Research. And people are asking questions. What happened to the billions of dollars that they put into this venture? Samuel Bankman Freed. It's 30-year-old chief executive stepping down. The bankruptcy filing and his departure sending shockwaves throughout an industry already struggling to gain credibility. He brought in branded ambassadors and mega celebs like quarterback Tom Brady. You just need FTX. ABC has reached out and so far none of them has commented. Now, roughly 130 companies are part of this Chapter 11 filing, including Alameda Research, the trading arm of FTX. So this guy took all this money. And he was semi-pump and dump and Ponzi scheming in it. He was taking some of it. He was flipping it over to his sister company, of which his girlfriend, I think, was the owner of the company. Or I mean, this is just, it's so insane. But this is a guy that a month ago was the bee's knees. Wasn't just kind of the bee's knees. He was the industry. Giving away everything right uber like this guy was just he was altruistic he was just living life and you know he's just i'm giving it all away and he's got you know washington fools get everybody fooled apparently not though uh uh elon because elon said i met with the guy once and after 30 minutes my bs meter went off and i thought this guy's full of crap but the industry is in a lot of trouble at this moment in time I mean, it is collapsing upon itself. This guy was making up coins to get money to put it into things. He was somebody who I think believed his own hype, right? He got into it, believed his own hype, believed all of the things uh, that they were writing about him. He's the next Oracle of Omaha, right? Oh. Yeah, yeah. He's the next... You know, J.P. Morgan Chase and, 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 you know, all of these. He's the next, all of these great. No, he wasn't. He got in over his head. And then he started hiding and hiding. And then he was looking for money to bail out. And then it went sideways even more. This sort of golden boy, this poster child, someone like that, who is a big player in Washington, both financially and in the halls of Congress, and it definitely sets the industry back. Yeah. So the boss of cryptocurrency exchange, Crypto.com, uh, early today, like late today, but he was over in Germany, uh, had an Ask Me Anything on YouTube. And uh, he said, look, our balance sheet is strong. But the reality is, is, does anybody believe it? Because when you think about it, Here's what the dollar's backed by. It's backed by gold. It should be. It's not. But it is backed by the United States of America. The pound, which is back, is backed by 
Britain, right? The franc by Germany, the, the euro and all. You could start going around and go, these are backed by what? Nothing. And the thought of having this 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 thing that I can do anything with, that I could go over it immediately, I can, through the blockchain, I can send somebody money all the way around the world and blah, 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 blah. And it, the reality is, is you can do that now with just about anything. This is a nightmare for the crypto world. And we're talking jail time, I think. They're monitoring him because there's a lot of other stuff that's coming out because some money magically disappeared. The former FTX chief executive and founder Samuel Bankman-Fried is going to have to answer a lot of questions. One of them is what happened with at least a billion dollars of customer funds that allegedly vanished. In a Reuters report, two people familiar with the matter says Bankman-Fried, also known as SBF, transferred $10 billion of customer funds from FTX to his trading company, Alameda Research. And now they say a large portion of that money has since disappeared. Yeah. You're playing with people's cash. They're giving you money because they want to get into something they think it's big. They're giving you money because they want to get into something that they think this is going to be great for us. It's a, it's, it's, it's a portion of our of whatever it is that we're doing, and we're going to get into it. And then all of a sudden, you take that money, and you made off it, and then you put some over here, and a billion bucks is gone. Now, he's got a private jet, and he is in the Bahamas, which is where he he set up everything originally, I think, in Hong Kong, moved it to the Bahamas, and now it's just he's there with, you know, at this massive resort, and a lot of people think he's going to bounce to Dubai where they do not have an extradition, like any kind of extradition, uh, you know, laws uh, and relationships with the United States and several others. Uh, this is bad, and there's going to be more and more that's going to come out, and it's going to look horrible. Horrible, horrible, and it has hurt the industry. Do I think it's there? Eh, it's kind of like meta. I think eventually, and I've been saying this for a long time, something is going to emerge from this that will be useful. Something. Not just the blockchain, but something's going to be, you know, there will be a coin or two that survives and you're like, okay, that's good. The rest of it is a minefield. The rest of it is you don't even know what it's going to be today or tomorrow. It's not, you know, this is not Apple you're investing in. And so until there's that one or two that are really strong, I think you're going to have a lot more of this. And I think we're going to find a lot more of this. And this is the coin and this is the, the, the income of people who do bad things. It's the other side of it. So there's a lot that goes into this, but it is a nightmare. For so many people out there. So people got into the meme stock world. You got crushed. Where do you see the documentary about this thing? 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show. Is your Twitter? Tweet at us. Text the program. The uh, president today spoke with Xi Jinping. We were candid and clear with one another across the board. And I do not think there's any imminent attempt on the part of China to invade Taiwan. Mm, I don't know if that's true. We need to find the right direction for the bilateral relationship going forward and elevate the relationship. Again, that sounds great. He's going to say all the things that you want to hear and do none of them. So you have to ask yourself as you're meeting with him today and you're talking about Taiwan, 
first of all, where do we even stand with that? Because it's always been two countries, you know, you know, you know, if you will, but one country that we recognize that Taiwan is part of China, kind of a two in one thing, but that it's also its own weird, you know, which is a bunch of crap. It either is or isn't. But then you've also said that if they attack, that we will answer in kind. Remember that? Oh, yeah. So which is it? Well, that's a good question. I don't think any of us know. I don't. What I do know is you better figure out where we're going to stand on this and make it clear to Congress, to the, you know, to the Senate, to everybody, this is our path moving forward with China and with Taiwan. This is the path that we're going to have and make it clear to the American people. And to say that there's no imminent danger. Well, you know, do you really believe that? I don't. Not saying it's happening tomorrow or even in the next six months or a year, but imminent danger. Yeah. If given the opportunity, they will slide in there in a heartbeat. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter tweet at us text the program a lot of stuff try to squeeze into the rest of the hour we're going to do the best we can because uh, that's what we do my pillow right now has towel six piece towel set amazing comes directly to you six day money back guarantee but there's a better catch for you order them by Christmas they're going to extend that all the way to March of next year boom that's a long time. For you to make a decision. Do I like these? Do I not like these? You're going to love them. Cotton grown here in the USA. They're made here. You're going to get two large towels, two hand towels, two washcloths. You will love these things. They're not lotiony. They're super absorbent. Machine washable. Tons of colors and styles to choose from. On top of that, MyPillow has deep discounts on every single thing you can think of right now in the MyPillow collection. From the MyPillow to the mattress topper and everything in between. Take advantage of that. But get these six-piece towels at 40 bucks, normally $90, yours right now. Go to MyPillow.com slash Benson. Use that code Benson to save big. MyPillow.com slash Benson. That's MyPillow.com slash Benson. 40 bucks, normally 90 bucks. Six-piece towel set. MyPillow.com slash Benson. Chad Benson Show. Running with scissors sounds great compared to this. Say Come on. The TSA sending some agents back to training after a man boarded a Frontier Airlines flight in northern Kentucky with two box cutters and reportedly threatened to harm other passengers. How did he get a knife on the plane? The TSA admits agents didn't follow standard operating procedure, missing a box cutter in the man's backpack after screening it for explosives. But finding another, and according to the agency, the visible blades were removed from the box cutter and provided back to the passenger. What the hell? I've always said this about TSA. Uh, do you really feel like, oh, they're stopping something? Every year we hear, you know, that uh, 96% of people who carry guns, uh, most of which are accidental, they're inside their, you know, they pack their luggage, it's in there. Uh, they, those get through. And sometimes those people who go, yeah, I went through that. No, nobody ever you know, questioned me. I never worry about that. And I'm going to say this I never, ever worry about whether or not we'll have another 9 11 incident. Because people will never let you get, even if you had a gun, to the cockpit. It's just not going to happen. It's not. 
But wait a minute. You, you, you took the blades out. Are you unfamiliar with how those things work? Where usually inside of the box cutter are more blades. Ben Mutz, an active duty Air Force officer, was alerted about the box cutter by another passenger. He said he flashed a box knife at me and said, I want to kill or I want to stab people. The flight diverted to Atlanta. Passengers deplaned. Police moved in. That's when Larry Cumberbatch, another passenger and Navy veteran, says the men got agitated. The um, ex-police officer said, hey, don't do that. And he just tackled him or he you know, grabbed him and tackled him to the ground. And a third passenger, a former police officer, took action. Yeah. Again, not going to happen. And now you've pissed everybody off. And... How many times are we going to talk about it? Why? First of all, how did they get this through? Secondly, this person's obviously disturbed. But there's a lot of people out there who have no idea about 9-11. They're younger. You have to remind them what took place. The TSA says the agents involved in this incident will be retrained. And then nationally, all TSA agents will be briefed on what happened and then reminded what's not allowed on a plane. First of all... <laughs> We're going to retrain you? How about this? If you're taking somebody's five and a half ounce shampoo, I don't even know what is it, three ounces of If you're taking that away from them because you're worried that something's going to happen, then a box cutter should be a no-brainer. The TSA, I'm going to say it's useless. It is. Okay? We're throwing it out there. I'm saying it. Boom. There you go. Ha! There you go. TSA, useless. You know it. I know it. Does anybody feel good about it? No. It's annoying. It's annoying. That's what it is. The fact that they got this on the airplane and the fact that they gave it to them back shows you a lot of things. And then, oh, well, we're not going to get rid of them. We're just going to retrain them. Have to remind them what not to do. Oh, my God. Shopping for this year's holiday dinner amid record high food prices will be costly. The per pound prices for turkey, the holiday's biggest staple, now up 17%. Food costs are so expensive that this year some supermarket chains are offering free turkey giveaways and honoring last year's prices. Yeah. Now, I'm going to be traveling, so we're eating out on Thanksgiving night. Uh, But this weekend, I will say, uh, prices were pretty high. But uh, there were plenty of turkeys to be had. It's heartbreaking because, like, you go see something as, that used to be, like, only, like, 2 $3 is now, like, 7 to $10, and I'm just, I'm like, how are people eating? Yeah, it's going to be tough. And it goes back to, we just had an election. And what happened? Republicans, you failed the American people by running cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs across the board in many races. By not running the stronger candidate who could win a general, not just a primary. And part of this lands on you. Absolutely. The cost of eating at home jumped 12.4% from last year, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, while the cost of dining out rose 8.6% over the same time. One Wall Street analyst says dining out can be costly, but it may be a better value this year than one might expect. Yeah. So... We're going to, uh, because Jack's got a tournament, and he's got two games early Friday. So we're going to head out and have uh, Thanksgiving with my family, go to Jack's games. We'll be there for the weekend. 
But it was one of those things where it's like, this is what my mother's been doing for years. She likes to eat out, partially because, you know, she gets older. The kids, they're not there. She doesn't want to make a big deal of it anymore. But I, I will tell you that the the more and more I'm hearing about people like, oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to go get a, you know, take and bake pizza. Or It's people are looking for ways to save money across the board. And eating out for some people at this moment in time kills two birds with one stone, which is still a weird thing to say which is one of them is it's cheaper. And the other side of it is you don't have to clean up the downside. It's a big downside. You don't get the leftovers, which as we all know are delicious, which as we all know are things that we all enjoy in many cases, more so than just the day of, but you got to weigh it. Three, two, three, five, three, eight, 24, 23 at Chad Benson Show. That's your Twitter, your Instagram. Check out the Chad Benson Show on Facebook as well. Reach across all the mediums. You can tweet at us, DM us, and text the program. Again, 323-CHAD, 323-538-2423. It is the Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts independent life this is chad benson the senate is lost well done and the house will probably get over the line but the reality is is getting over the line isn't where you need it to be uh in a word embarrassing absolutely embarrassing but we've talked about it on the show i always joke everybody i uh, joke to everybody here and you know, I people, you lean right, right? You're uber conservative. I'd lean right. But I'm pretty damn independent minded. And there were a lot of these people I could never vote for. Ever. There were a lot of these people I could never vote for. All they wanted to talk about was a stolen election. And that was it. They were, for all intents and purposes, they were surrogates to get a message out that that guy in Florida didn't lose. It was stolen from him. He's still fighting a fight that most people need to move on from unless you're just him. But the voters spoke last week. We have a president whose approval rating is in the dumpster. Whose Congress run by Democrats, their approval rating in the dumpster, the Senate's approval rating in the dumpster. And yet you could not. You ran on extremism and that doesn't work. We have talked about it forever and a day on this program and I will continue to do so. I think most of you out there are kind of like me. We jokers to call ourselves the alt middle. Why are you in the middle? Well, some of you lean a little left. Some of you lean a little bit right. Where we don't live is in the world of extremes. That's where we don't live. Because if you live in the world of extremes, it's going to be feast or famine. And there's going to be little stability. 
We live in a world of compromise. We live in a world of reality. And they don't. And the reality last week was they woke up and realized, yeah, this didn't go well. I have said from jump with all of these candidates, winning a primary is not winning a general. Winning a primary. Trump's goal along the way was to do what? It was a revenge tour. It was to avenge all of the people that he thought wronged him. And in many cases, those people who lost would have won a general. But they weren't winning uh, they weren't winning the general if they couldn't get to it. So they lost the primary because who votes in the primaries? It's the it's the people that are most into the political thing who are really into politics from deep in the weeds to whatever. They come out and vote. MAGA. Oh, it didn't have the night. It had the worst night. And it was. Because this just wasn't a, a referendum on, on Trump, but he wasn't on the ballot. He was. The Democrats put him on the ballot, and Trump was glad to be on it. Absolutely he was. He thought, this is it. It's going to be great. Right? I'm going to show you guys. He got boat raced. A J.D. Vance won. J.D. Vance won in a race he probably would have won anyways. You lost the Senate. You're going to probably squeak by with the House. Is is that good enough? Your, your, your opponent's team, if you will, Republicans, has a crapper of a rating, high inflation, a weird economy. We're spending billions of dollars to help Ukraine, which I'm a big fan of, right? But let's be real for a second about a lot of this stuff. Immigration, a freaking disaster. Not even just kind of a disaster. The worst kind of disaster you could find. Energy prices to the roof. We can go on and on. And you still what? You still lost. Because you decided to run with extremes. And extremes don't work. The beauty of how our nation was put together, why we have the filibuster, why we have to, you have to get 60 votes, all of these things. The beauty of this is, so we don't have extremes running everything. Winning a primary is not winning a general. That's the reality. Donald Trump has convinced a percentage of our party um, that the election in 2020 was stolen. I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. But what I think has happened is, and what you saw in these elections were two things. One, there were a lot of Republicans who did not vote for those elections in Iris because if they had, they would have won. Um, secondly, and independents almost certainly. And that's my next it. point. And independents are sending a very clear message to the Republican Party. If you're going to go for the Trump style stuff in terms of the rhetoric, in terms of the conduct, um, those kind of things, and certainly the election tonight, we're not going to vote for you. This is the first time that a party that's held the White House has won independence in 20 years. And the message for that is Trump is dragging the party down. Yep. 
and sometime probably in the next 48 hours, he is going to announce his run for the presidency. He's already gone after Glenn Youngkin. Uh, he's going to continue to hammer DeSantos because people are looking around and going, hmm, this guy seems to have all the stuff. And trust me, the media wants Trump. They need him. The Democrats love him. As long as he's around, he's going to continue to serve them what they want is the way they look at it. And until they get proven otherwise, why wouldn't you want to continue to keep him around? Trump did a lot of good things. We're meeting with China today. China. I don't know if you guys saw the pictures. She and, and Biden's smiling. Biggest day, right? His, his, uh, his veneers are going and he's just shaking hands. And, and Winnie the Pooh, Xi, he looks like, ah, this guy, this guy. Trump brought a lot of that to the forefront. Hey, these guys are bad guys over here. They're doing bad things. We need to get our heads out of our ass. They're not our friends. Right? They want to, they want to rule the world. Oh, yeah, yeah. Border. Everybody knew it was a mess. He made it front and center. Jobs. Front and center. I mean, we can go on and on and on of the things that he did that were good, but the reality is that's done. That's in the past. Living on glory isn't going to get you where you need to be. If you want to win, you have to expand the tent. If you want to win, you talk about tomorrow, this is what we're going to do. This is where we want to go. If you want to win, you plan for win today and tomorrow. You act today, plan for tomorrow. If you want to continue to look in the rearview mirror going forward, it's going to be tough. Try to look in your rearview mirror today and talk about all the bad things that you saw back there. And then go forward, but never take your eyes off the rearview mirror. Find out how far you get before you run into something. In the last week, I have gotten more people who have said, I'm done, it's over. I will tell you this right now. Where I live, I call it jokingly the Valley of the Dirt People. I live right between, and I mean smack dab, 65 miles to Tucson, 65 miles. And, and, I, and I say that it's about 50 miles to each, but, you know, I'm just saying between getting to Phoenix or Tucson of where I would need to go. I mean, I'm dead smack dab in the middle of Tucson and Phoenix. And the Valley of the Dirt people, pretty conservative over the last several years. My three neighbors, and I mean directly across from my house, and the two neighbors, so like, you know, uh, if you come out the garage directly, there's two neighbors, giant huge flags, Trump, Kerry Lake, the whole nine yards. Across the street, guy's got flags, but he's also got like a 40-foot uh, you know, flagpole with uh, American flag and Trump. They took their Trump flags down. They were not happy when I was out chatting with them about this. They were not. They were not. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. There's a lot still to suss out. But as we get into it a little bit later, I'm going to tell you this right now. And I'm going to use a lot of soccer metaphors right now, and the reason is because the World Cup kicks off this week, and we're going to talk a lot about the World Cup. Not so much the games, which I'll get to, but what the F happened that we're playing a game that the world loves. And I'll just give you guys a little snapshot. The Super Bowl and nothing compared to the World Cup. The Super Bowl is a drop in the bucket. When the World Cup final is played, right around Christmas time, probably four and a half to five billion people on the planet will be watching that game. Soak that up for a second. 
yet we're playing it in a place we shouldn't be. How and why? 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Love talking to all of you. Hope you had a good weekend. I had a good Veterans Day uh, off. Uh, spent some time with the family. It was needed. I worked about 130 hours last week. Slept at the office a couple days. I wanted to spend some time. Charlie and I had a amazingly hilarious uh, weekend of uh, my daughter is that that imagination of a child just don't ever lose that and that's my thing with her I, I with all the kids my kids I just that thing that you have that imagination that love of, of life soak it up and keep it because it'll keep you young forever it really will oh my goodness it was so much fun uh, rough greens uh, doodle got his own little new bed this week he got dudes a bed which doesn't happen very often. He doesn't like to sleep on beds, but we got him a little bed, and it, it is, it's just hilarious to watch him just wander around on his, and jump on this thing. But, you know, I just love that dog. He is hilarious, and thank God he's still around because, quite frankly, he wasn't going to be. You know, if it wasn't for, for Rough Greens, Rough Greens is amazing. It's got vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369, all this incredible stuff in it that I sprinkle on top of his food in the morning and in the evening, and they eat it up. The, the puppies, when I call them puppies, he's only a couple years old, and Doodle eats it up, and it's great. And what it does is it brings all that nutrients, all the goodness that's inside your dog's food, it actually activates it and brings it to the top, which is mightily important considering a vast majority of that stuff it just it's dormant because it's meant to sit on a shelf not with rough greens it's going to bring it all up to the top it's going to make them healthier and happier give them more energy try a bag for free right now all you have to do is cover the cost of shipping it's a couple bucks or uffgreens.com slash chad roughgreens.com slash chad i give it to my big my mom's big dogs i give it to our little dogs they love it if your dog struggles with hip and joint pain if maybe they're a little lethargic or they've got you know allergies just try rough greens and you watch what happens roughgreens.com Slash Chad, Chad Benson Show. You're listening to the Chad Benson Show. It's the most symbolic defeat the Russians have had, partly because Kherson was the only regional capital the Russians held since February, but also because Kherson was like the, it's the gateway of Crimea. Mm. And this was a massive and long military campaign, a grinding campaign where the Ukrainians took territory a few weeks ago after, I think, quite significant losses. Yeah. And, uh, you know, while all this has been going on, and again, you know, it's still the biggest story in the world, but the reality is simply we've had stuff going on here. But uh, the Russians getting out of Kherson. Hershon, out, done, go, get out of here. You're not wanted. You weren't wanted to begin with, and you're want wanted now. Uh, that's a massive blow. Greeted like absolute heroes. Like Over the weekend, they've been signing autographs on Ukrainian flags, huge crowds of people in the main square, like sheer relief. All these old ladies like breaking down with sheer tears of joy. It really is one of these big moments of the war. Yeah, because they're liberating. They're liberating a people that a year ago didn't think they had much to worry about, right? Outside of the stuff that you worry about every day, your kids, your, you know, am I going to have enough money to pay for this? And, and you know, the winter's coming. That's what you're worried about. Now it's like, my God, they're here, and the Russians were brutal. And all of a sudden, they realize this game has changed, right? It has. The pooter's gotten awfully quiet. It is ugly for them, to say the least. And it's getting to the point where, 
Could the unthinkable happen? We've had news overnight that the Ukrainians are claiming they've taken another village. It's only a village, but up in the eastern Donbass, in the northern half of the eastern Donbass. So there are signs that Ukraine is pushing on, that Ukraine has confidence now. And look, it's clear that U.S. officials, officials in other allied nations of Ukraine are at least dropping the idea a bit more of negotiations at some point with the Russians, maybe. Yeah. And... I mean, I don't know if that happens anytime soon, but I think at some point he is going to get desperate. He's going to want to hold on to Crimea. And if the if they continue to push on and they continue to get their asses kicked and they continue to realize that these men that you've brought in here, these, you know, some of them are criminals. Some of them are old men who should be, as we'd call them in England, old age pensioners, uh, you know, 18 year olds who you snatched off the street who are going to their their economics class at, and in school that these these young men and young boys are going to get killed. And you see some of the scenes this weekend with all of the Russian women showing up at the border wanting their, their sons and husbands and fathers back? And we go back to talk about Afghanistan when the Russians were there. And the big mover in many cases, the thing that really said, okay, this, this isn't going to go on for much longer, was the fact that the Russian women and the mothers were no longer going to accept the fact that their kids were coming home in body bags. They weren't going to do it anymore. And that's huge. That's massive. Absolutely. So we'll see. We're going to have Mike Lyons later on this week talk about, uh, you know, what's going on there. And uh, could they get to the, you know, could they get to the negotiating table? And what does that even look like? How does that play itself out? Because, you know, you've heard Zelensky, he's all or nothing. Is that realistic? Because he's got to realize at some point, hey, man, uh, this isn't going to go on forever. I mean, we're helping you out, but we're not going to deplete everything we have and give you just not only unfettered access, but give you all the money you can. So you're going to have to make a decision sooner rather than later of what are you willing to accept that's more than you had, but less than you want. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter, your Instagram, a lot of stuff still to talk about, including the crashing of the Republican Party last week. We lost the Senate! Woo! So is everyone saying we had a great midterm season? We just lost the Senate before we even get to the Georgia runoff. So even if we win Georgia, we've already lost. Because if we win Georgia, it would go to a tie. And the vice president is the tiebreaker, and she's a Democrat. So for everyone celebrating the midterm, saying we did so good, congratulations, we lost. Congratulations. You expect us to celebrate? You think you can gaslight everyone into saying we had a great midterms? We lost. Very easy seats to pick up. We could have easily won. Tired of all this winning? No, I'm sick of losing. Uh, that right there actually is Herschel Walker's kid, Christian Walker, as uh, Herschel still has a race coming up. We'll touch on that. Dave Chappelle over the weekend. Was he anti-Semitic? Uh, the, the, the battle is on. A lot of stuff still to get to. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show's your Twitter. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show.
Independent thought, independent life. This is Chad Benson. You know, people said to me last week, yeah, you're wrong about the elections. I think everybody was wrong. I mean, the reality is, is based on the polls, and that's all we have to go on. Uh, But one of the things I brought up last week, that, and and I've said this from the beginning, is winning a general is different than winning a primary. But there was a great poll that was out about, not the election per se, which side do you want to vote for? Republican or Democrat? And this was in like Florida and Arizona and Wisconsin. They asked all those swing states. Overwhelming Republican. But 75% of them said, but I don't want to vote for the person that's running. So Republicans overwhelmingly dominate that poll, except for the point it gets to the point where you go, but this is your choice. That's not the choice I'm going to vote for, though. That says a lot. And I think more and more they're going to have to sit down and Monday morning quarterback this. I said earlier, I'll talk a little about the World Cup. Soccer's coming up. Uh, several years ago, Germany, the great, one of the greats, if not the greatest of all international teams. Struggled and didn't qualify, pass around, and they they were just awful. And they said it was the best thing that's ever happened to them because what they did was being in a position of stinking, something they've never done before. They went back and they said, "We have to figure this out. We 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 have to go and figure out how do we rebuild this better." And America. GOP, you need to do this. You need to step back and say, all right, how do we do this better? What do we do to fix this? How can we move forward and get out of people's minds that we're the party of extremes? How do we do Here's that? what happened to us. Election day, our voters didn't show up. We didn't get enough voters. It's a complete disappointment. I think we've got it. We've got to, we've got to re- reflect now. What didn't happen? I think we didn't have enough of a positive message. We said everything about how bad the Biden agenda was. They, it's bad. The Democrats are radical. But we have to have a plan of what we stand for. Herschel Walker is running. He's going to say he's going to reduce gas prices. He's going to figure out how to reduce food prices. He's going to make sure crime comes down. He's going to make sure we get a secure border. Uh, energy independence. So we have to run on things that we believe in and don't attack Republicans that put out a plan that say, hey, th- we'll at least have a conversation about these things. Yeah. Yeah. Rick Scott. Senator is going down to help uh, or going up to help uh, Herschel Walker. I mean, does it matter at this point? Well, it does, because if it's 50 50, you could still slow a lot of things down. If it's 51 49, they can do a lot of other things rather quickly. Uh, So, yes, it is important. But it's also, I think, a snapshot because the lieutenant governor last week of Georgia said, hey, uh, I'd make three phone calls if I was him. First phone call would be to Donald Trump. Please don't come here. The second phone call would be to Brian Kemp, the governor, saying, please get out there and help me. And the third phone call would be Ron DeSantis going, I'll send you a plane. How many times can you get down here to help me get across the finish line. You have it now a month to go. If we go not moderate, if we go conservative, if we actually 
you know, go out there and have a positive message, the things that we're going to do, not talk about the election from the past, not talk about all that other stuff, not talk about Trump, take him off the ballot, if you will. Can you get over the line with that? Maybe not, because let's be real, Herschel Walker's not a strong candidate. Oddly enough, the House is probably going to end up with the Republicans based on what? Surprises in New York and some surprises in California. Two states that also went to the extremes on the left side of the aisle, and now they may pay the price for that. But there's a lot that the Republicans need to figure out. If this is the result of these elections, but the Republican Party still has sort of the same leadership at RNC, Ronna McDaniel, Kevin McCarthy of House Republicans, Mitch McConnell of Senate Republicans, and of course Donald Trump, if there's no change there, do you think that's a problem for Republicans going forward? First, we're not a cult. We're not like, okay, there's one person who leads our party. If we have a sitting president, she or he will be the leader of our party. But we should be a party of ideas and principles. And that's what should lead us. But the reality is the guy that's not in power still leads that because the media allows him to do it because they love it and he pays the bills for them. And he loves it because he needs the attention. So, yes, there's a portion of that. Last week, several prominent conservatives brandon tainer being one i like brandon brandon used to do a show here locally before he exploded and took off uh with his youtube and everything else huge fan of trump said it's cult that maga wing is a cult they're not interested in winning they're interested in donald trump doing what getting back at the media and the elites if you're the republicans are you interested in that alone are you interested in winning? What we've been lacking, perhaps, is that fulsome discussion followed up with the policy initiatives that will define who we are. Important for us to explain to the American voter why Republicans have a better vision for the future of our country. We should have a set of principles and ideas and legislative accomplishments that is our lodestar, if you will. You know, elections are about winning. And so if folks want to look at these election results and decide that's where you want us to continue to be, then then we're not going to do well. No, no, no. Bill Cassidy, Republican. You're not. You're not. You had everything going for you and you failed. And it wasn't because of of. The the ideals of the Republican Party, because I don't think they were out there. I think it was the ideas and the bad candidates from a certain portion of the Republican Party that lost. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Over the weekend, uh, this guy, Dave Chappelle, he hosted Saturday Night Live. 15 minutes. Stand-up bit. He did. A brief statement that I prepared. I denounce anti-Semitism in all its forms. And I stand with my friends in the Jewish community. And that, Kanye, is how you buy yourself some time. <laughs> now, the, 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 the racism, anti-Semitism, all of the stuff is out there. If you didn't see, Dave, uh, here's the beauty of, of being a comic and the struggles of being a comic in today's world. Comedy is supposed to push the envelope. It's supposed to draw a line. 
And sometimes you cross the line just to find out if the line's there. That being said, people were pissed and angry at them. How is this not anti-Semitic? Early in my career, I learned that there are two words in the English language that you should never say together in sequence. And those words are the and juice. I've never heard someone do good after they said that. He had broken the show business rules. If, if they're black, then it's a gang. If they're Italian, it's a mob. But if they're Jewish, it's a coincidence and he should never speak about it. <laughs> I don't think Kanye is crazy at all. I think he's possibly not well. well. I've been to Hollywood. This was just what I saw. It's a lot of juice. But that didn't mean anything. You know what I mean? There's a lot of black people in Ferguson, Missouri. That mean we run the place. <laughs> Again, questions being asked. Why isn't he being hammered? Well, he is being hammered. A lot of people are pissed and angry. A lot of people are like, this is absolutely anti-Semitic. You know what I mean? You might go out to Hollywood and you might, might start connecting some kind of lines and you could maybe adopt the delusion that the Jews run show business. It's not a crazy thing to think, but it's a crazy thing to say out loud in a kind of like this. Wasn't just uh, that that he took on. Took on some Trump stuff, too. Herschel Walker and whatnot. Now the midterms are over and it's crazy climate. And I got to tell you, uh, I feel like this midterm is like all of humanity depends on it. And it's an ominous sign. The most ominous sign in midterms, I believe, would be Herschel Walker, who I, I don't want to speak badly of because he's black. <laughs> but I have to admit, he's, um, he's observably stupid. <laughs> it's not very fun, Chad. But he took things on, midterms. You know, what's happening with Kanye, Kyrie Irving as well. Uh, But he was also somebody who's very observant, and that's the beauty of comedy, being observant and understanding stuff, making comedy something that is a force for, for good, for observation. Yes, people could use it for bad, but also in today's world, everything is bad according to a certain group of people, which is anyone who feels they're offended by something. And I'm watching the news now. They're declaring the end of the Trump era. Now, okay, I can see how in New York you might believe this is the end of his era. I'm I'm just being honest with you. I live in Ohio. A lot of you don't understand why Trump was so popular, but I I get it. And the reason he's loved is because people in Ohio have never seen somebody like him. He's what I call an honest liar. He's an honest liar. That first debate, I've never seen a white male billionaire. This whole system is rigged, he said. And across the stage was a white woman, Hillary Clinton. No, it's not. And the moderator said, well, Mr. Trump, if in fact the system is rigged, what would be your evidence? He said, I know the system is rigged because I use it. I said, God damn. (laughs) Boom. Boom. Again, continues to do what he does. Point stuff out. Very interesting. We'll touch a little bit more before we get out of here uh, on some of the other stuff he he said, including about the documents. But I, I will tell you this right now. Again, he's getting, you know, just hammered. He's anti-Semitic, you know, put him in with Kyrie and put him in with with with, you know, with the likes of of Kanye and whatnot. It's ridiculous. But it was funny and honest. And he joked about the fact that, look, you know, we we draw these things from life. Right. And and, And the observation of the things that we see, we draw upon. And that's what comics do. That's what they do. 
And it's very interesting when he said about the mobsters and and the blacks and the Jews, you know, you know, uh, Italians are mobsters, blacks, you know, a bunch of blacks together are a gang and, and Jews are a coincidence. And it's so funny because he's getting hammered for that. But not by everybody. There's some, some places out there pointing. Oh, again, that's you're going to hear what you want to hear. You're going to hear what you want to hear. But the role of a comic is to not only make people laugh, which is number one, right? Because if you're not funny, I don't care how observational you are, but also to make you think. And he does that. And he absolutely did. And sometimes it's not great. And sometimes it is. He's the GOAT. He is. They call him the GOAT for a reason. He's a living GOAT. Greatest of all time. We'll see what the numbers look like. I'm sure they were pretty decent still because Chappelle can still draw a crowd. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter Tweet at us, text the program. Love hearing from all of you. Wrap it up straight ahead. Give you my football picks for the weekend. Boy, did I suck this weekend. Who are some of these teams that I thought would be good? And what a game yesterday in Buffalo. Too bad I didn't get to see the finish of it. Talk about that, too. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show, where we reach across the aisle and occasionally poke someone in the eye. And then Hillary Clinton tried to punch him in the taxes. She said, this man doesn't pay his taxes. He shot right back. That makes me smart. <laughs> and then he said, if you want me to pay my taxes, then change the tax code. But I know you won't, because your friends and your donors enjoy the same tax breaks that I do. And with that, my friends... A star was born. Absolutely true. More of Chappelle over the weekend. Uh, he rented it out, though, by this. <laughs> Why you got all them documents at his house? What is this? This guy that's famous for not reading his press briefings. Now all of a sudden he got 10,000 documents in his house and we'll catch him on the readings. I've been fired from jobs many times in my life. And, and I will be very honest with you. Sometimes I was fired. I, I stole things from the office. <laughs> Staplers, computer mouses, all kinds of stuff. But you know what I never stole from work? Work. <laughs> uh, if you didn't see it and you have a chance, go on YouTube. You can check it out. It is uh, hilarious top to bottom. Uh, it was, again, eye-opening and funny. From, you know, the whole Kanye, Kyrie Irving thing all the way down to Trump. Very observational, very funny. That's what Chappelle does. Hence the reason why people love him. You know who doesn't love me all of you i feel bad if you followed any of my picks this week and boy did i suck so i did not do well uh at best i am going to be six seven and one that's if the eagles win tonight falcons well you guys came through and stunk it up lost to the panthers that started thursday but did I see the Bucs beating the Seahawks? I did not in Germany. Volkup watched that game. Yaza, dude. Uh, the Bears at home looked like they were going to win. The Lions, who are the most exciting team in football, they will score 40, but there's a good chance they may give up 50. Yesterday they scored 31, only gave up 30. Dolphins I won. Titans I won. Bills-Vikings, best game of the day. I'm watching it all the way. And if you didn't see the game, it was amazing. So the Bills... Vikings going back and forth. There's some sloppiness, some interceptions. 
Fourth and 18, Kirk Cousins throws one to Jefferson. He one-hands it and steals it from the guy. They drive down four shots to get in the end zone from like the half-foot line, and they fail. Next play, right, the next play, Josh Allen's just going to try to sneak it out a foot or two, try to kill the clock because it's over. There's nothing that Minnesota can do. They screw up the snap. Kendricks recovers it in the end zone. 38 seconds left. They drive down, kick a field goal to tie the game. We're going to overtime. That's when my game was switched over to the local game, which was the crappiest game between the Cardinals and the Rams. Cards won that one. I did not pick that one right. Bills lost at home to the Vikings. Giants, Chiefs, Steelers, Colts all won yesterday, as did the Cardinals. The Packers finally got a win last night. Nightcap. Chargers lost uh, as they traveled to uh, Levi Stadium. And tonight you got the Commanders and the Eagles. We'll see how that goes tonight. Just, you know, not a great. I'm still 90, 57 and 1, though. I'm doing okay. I'm feeling okay. But watch, I was so pissed yesterday because I didn't want to watch that other crappy game. And uh, I was, it was very frustrating. It was just like right in the midst of it all. I was like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? What are you doing? Ugh. Oh, God. But it's the home team, Chad. I'm just saying. Speaking of watching stuff. I am queen of the most powerful nation in the world. People return to Wakanda in big numbers. The Black Panther sequel, Wakanda Forever, earned an estimated 180 million bucks in North America in its debut. The second best opening weekend of the year behind another Marvel movie, the Doctor Strange sequel, which opened to 187 million in May. Wakanda Forever set a record for the biggest November opening of all time, beating the second Hunger Games film. The first Black Panther opened to 202 million in 2018. Yeah, uh, absolute crushing at the box office. Just to give you guys an idea, $330 million worldwide opening weekend. Okay, that's opening weekend. Black Adam, which was the next biggest thing in the last month or so, $352 million, and it's been out for like a month. That's how big. The difference between Marvel and DC, that's, that's the difference right there. Uh, by the way, I just want you to know, I've, I've seen that. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Solid fun show. We'll do it again tomorrow. Have a good one. Night-night, Jack. This is the Chad Benson Show.